0: Good Friday morning. We changed it up a little bit. We're in a new studio at the radio station this morning. Uh, this is Thayer Elizabeth. Um, I'm the interim uh, host while Jim Ross is out recovering from <coughs> surgery. Um, I guess I should go and introduce the players. Uh, we got Representative Scott Sapecki. Good morning, everybody. Coach James Dickinson. Good morning. My mother, Sheila Hickman. Morning. and our uh weekly guest for the past few weeks uh Bill Glinton. <laughs> Bill uh, Pretty Weekly that spells W E A K No W E E K <laughs> No 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 <laughs> Well we're glad to have everybody and we got coach Mike helping steer the starship in T
1: Willie's absence Good morning Is it Mr. Glad T- to be here
2: Mr T Willie on vacation
3: You can say that, yeah.
1: Yeah, we'll we'll either vacation or on assignment. We'll put it that way. Yeah, we'll put him on assignment (laughs) right now.
0: So a lot of things going on um, in the past week uh, and a lot of things to come in the next week. So I'm going to ask Bill Glidden to talk about what is coming up this coming week uh, in Murray County at the Murray County Fair. Well, the
4: Murray County Fair starts next week. It'll be the 75th. Uh, as we said last week, I was at all of them I think I was eight years, nine years old When they started But uh, <laughs> No, don't laugh, Sheila <laughs> that, That's not nice Anyway, uh, to kick off The fair this year uh, We're going to have a, a Bulls, Barrels And Bronc, uh Rodeo event On Thursday night The uh, first, time, first time ever for it As a matter of fact, and I, I hate to re- refer to these as abbreviated rodeos, but uh, that's all there will be. Is, is, is the bronc riding, bareback, and the and the saddle bronc, and the barrel racing for the ladies. Uh, there won't be the other events at it. So uh, it'll go. It should go a whole lot quicker, and it should be very exciting. And Josh Krieger, um a local cowboy, a four-time champion. Uh, been doing it for 19 years uh, is putting this thing together and it's it's coming together very nicely. It's going to be just a, a really spectacular event, I th- I think. Josh is going to try to be in with us this, this morning but he's just getting back from South Carolina where he conducted a, a school for bronc riders and believe it or not, there were like 27 or 28 uh, young men there t- trying to learn how to be a rodeo cowboy and um i'm I'm telling you what you you have to have a lot of natural skills but it, it takes a lot of teaching uh to do it correctly uh this event that josh is putting together uh the the livestock will be provided by tony keaton and dylan hallmark and uh Uh, they're kind of local guys, but they really have outstanding livestock. I mean, they've got good bucking stock. And, of course, the barrel racers, they bring their own horses. So um, you're going to be in for a really, really good night, a fun night of rodeo entertainment. And um, uh, the gates for the fair open at 4, and the entertainment will start uh, with a concert by Kylie Fry. Uh, from america 's got talent and and a local uh entertainer Brandon Butler. so uh it, it'll it'll be fun it'll be fun uh when you get out there uh, I think you need to look for a couple of things uh when the horses go out and when the riders go out and by the way, registration started this past Monday.
0: And how is registration going? It's
4: going very, very well, and there's some really, really outstanding names registered now. I I, I don't have the list in front of me, uh, so I can't tell you who they are, but uh, the rodeo should last probably two, two and a half hours, but it's going to be continuous action with the the bronc riding. And uh, the bucking shoots across the end of the arena will probably have – there's, there's six bucking chutes, and they'll probably be all loaded at the same time and with cowboys getting ready to go out. So there'll be little or no uh, time in between them, uh, just long enough for them to clear the arena with the, the bucking horses and uh, uh, let the pickup riders get their... Uh, the last writer out of there, and uh, uh, there, there'll be entertainment. There's going to be a a, a a funny clown there. John Johnny Allen is a funny man, and he's been doing it for a long time. And he's bringing the monkeys. And the, no, it, well, no, that's not the clown. Sorry, that, that's that's Team Ghostwriters that's bringing the monkeys, and the the monkeys. Uh, <laughs> They'll be riding sheepdogs And sheepdogs <laughs> will be herding sheep And they're going to all be dressed I mean, I, I don't know that I can adequately describe it So I'm just going to suggest that y'all come <laughs> And and watch it Because it's going to be uh, It'll be fun It'll it'll be fun uh, But when you get out there and you watch Especially for the bull riding The pickup riders for the uh, the, the the bronc riding are, are really important And there's a couple of really tough guys there uh, but the the bullfighters, the guys that keep the bulls off of the riders when yes. they come off. Uh-huh. Uh huh. But boy, Dakota Brown and John Wayne Lackey have been doing this for a long time, and they're going to be, they'll be there, and and they're they're going to be they'll be top notch for it. So um, I don't know what else to say. Well, that's get out an there awesome lineup.
0: It. So it is Thursday night.
4: It is Thursday night. Yeah, at Murray
0: County Park. At
4: Murray County Park, it, uh, there's two arenas there. So if you're not familiar, it obviously it will be in the big one. Yes. And, uh, uh, but we're hoping for a great night of weather, and it it should it should be really a, a lot of fun. Uh,
0: and everybody can also enjoy the fair, too, after the rodeo.
4: Well, yeah. The, I mean, the rest of the fair is there. We've been kind of neglecting that with our talks in the last couple of weeks. But the rest of the fair is there, so it's not just the rodeo. You come and watch the rodeo. You can come early. The gates will open at 4 o'clock. And by the way, the rodeo is free. Yes. You don't have to pay for that except to get in for the fair. That That's the only admission charge you're going to have. Plus, I wanted to mention before. It's a, <laughs> there, Josh will have a white bull there, and you can have a picture taken with him. Uh, it's it's a, it's a steer, and uh, I forget what was the the bull's name. I uh, cannot remember. What I I can't forget. Uh, I mean, I I can't. He's ridden
0: him in Mule Day before. So. Yes,
4: he rode he rode him in the Mule Day parade. So he's
3: uh, big. That bull's big.
0: <laughs> had a big oh yeah. 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 yeah, they have
3: a ladder to get yeah. on him
0: well but that that's pretty cool to have uh if you if you think about uh, bulls,
4: if you think about an average horse, the average horse is maybe a thousand 1, eleven hundred pounds maybe twelve hundred pounds uh and that would be the quarter horse type you can get the uh draft horse type the ones that'll be a little bit bigger, and that might go fourteen, fifteen hundred 1,500 pounds, but this bull's going to go 2,000 pounds, and he has got the Texas Longhorns, if you will, and you can get a free picture with him. I mean, you can have all the pictures you want with it, and uh, so, but we thank Josh for, for putting this thing together, and, and uh, uh, it's the first attempt at doing the rodeo, and uh, I think it's going to be successful. I think it's going to be great.
0: I think it'll be a good event for the community. Well,
4: it it definitely will be a plus for the community, yeah, Uh, as is the fair. The fair is a great plus for the community. And uh, uh, in my mind, it's every bit as big as the Wilson County Fair (laughs) and the state fair. I think for being in Middle Tennessee, you can't find anything better. I mean, they have fairs all around, but this is... This is really a great event.
0: All right. Well, uh, I think we'll start with our first break, and then we'll be back after these messages.
4: (laughs) Rodeo music. It's a learning curve for everybody.
0: Yeah, it is. And we're back. (laughs) A comedy of errors this morning, I think don't y'all <laughs> new studio new challenges
5: we could have came back mike on that dead air and just start talking about uh, news break immediate news uh, aliens <laughs> have landed at the armory <laughs> evacuate <laughs> hg wells war World. Uh, yes the
0: yeah. war of the worlds we could do that but you know that caused quite well, a I, I
1: will uh, you know apologize to our sponsors of this fine show that uh or you know in, in our radio station that uh Somehow the connection between our advertising rec- recordings and stuff like that hasn't <laughs> been made yet. So we have figured out how to get the show on. We just can't figure out how to get the commercials on yet. <laughs> so what about the,
3: What about? I'm I'm curious. Where did the music come from for this show this morning?
1: Uh, it's uh, who bumped deep, it in deep dark archives that I've been looking that I've been holding in the background for a while. Oh, don't I get me wrong.
3: Show. I like Charlie Daniels, but I was just like shocked because I've been on this old inside middle Tennessee show back many years ago and in and out, in and well, out in and out, but it was like wow.
1: Yeah, they. I like uh, it. I like it. Yeah. When they, yes. uh, when, they, when we shifted studios and stuff like that, the computer that actually we we used to run this show didn't quite make the shift with us. Mm-hmm. It's, it's it sitting on lost. the shelf right now, waiting for the new studio <laughs> to be ready. And, it's lost to the air. And, and I'm just kind of like, okay, I'm going to pull up this one. This one looks good.
3: Well, <laughs> like it'll it. be fun. It's a so, rodeo fitting. If rodeo had, rodeo, yeah, some... We've got some more rodeo information from Miss Hickman this morning. Ms. R- Ms. Hickman.
2: Well, mine is not exactly rodeo. Mine is exactly about the fair.
0: The county fair history. The county fair history.
2: And and I have, we are constantly in our um, house acquiring things for our uh, archival preservation. And somehow or another, we got a copy of a booklet for the 1933 Murray County Fair.
3: Now, where'd you get that at?
2: I'm not quite
3: sure. Okay. I
0: wait we, we I, I like to dumpster dive. Uh, also, if you're cleaning out your grandparents' house or your great-grandparents' your, yes. house, let me know. I will dig through the garbage. I don't so. know.
2: It's got at the top of it it's, it says Lorraine Irwin. I don't have any idea how I got it or who that is, but I'm glad she left it for me.
0: And then people send me Yeah, stuff, people send us or stuff. call me and say, "Hey, I know that you like this stuff? We're gonna throw this away, and I'll go be. Yeah, or wow. they'll mail it to you.
3: You know, I do remember this though. Speaking of fairs, I remember that the fairs, even state fairs, uh, you know, everybody had a county fair back in the day. But some of the prizes was top-notch prizes. Oh so yeah, we had this big glass mirror that you could look into, humongous, and it hung in our house forever. And I asked my mother before she passed away about. Ten years ago, so where that mirror come from? You know, we had in the house. You said you ain't gonna believe it. Your daddy won it at the fair.
2: <laughs> one, well, one time, one time here in the in the uh, early '60s, they gave away automobiles at the fair. Wow. That was a big deal. It was hooked up some way with Kroger. I, I need to look that up so I can tell it more accurately. But I want to talk about the Murray County Fair in 1933, and it was held at Santa Fe. And the, the pamphlet says that the state appropriated money to underwrite the prizes of the fair. And that the Santa Fe community had to supply the others. But you'll think that's amusing when I get a little farther along here. But it was a Thursday, Friday, and Saturday. On Thursday, they had homecoming day, and they had free barbecue. Where was it in Santa Fe? Did it, it would say? be there around the school somewhere, okay. I I think. Because I can remember going to a horse show there. So my guess is that, and there's a horse show as a part of this. And they did such things as um, a band concert, and they had baseball games. William Sport played Sparkman Store. That would be the Carters Creek team. And then they, <clears throat> then they had a show called the Dixie All-Star Minstrels. Then on Friday was school day, so I'm going to guess they turned school out. When I first started teaching, we gave away fair tickets for the first day of the fair because it it corresponded to labor day and we gave out fair tickets and if you didn't give out your fair tickets to your homeroom you were forever uh, unforgiven that you didn't do such a thing as give out the fair tickets and then on friday they had a horseshoe pitching tournament and then they had various field contests, like the 100-yard dash and so on. Then they had some more baseball games. This time, Santa Fe played Spring Hill. Then on Saturday, they had Livestock Day. And one of the interesting parts of the Livestock Day, which is kind of a strange title here, was a baby contest. And you could have the prettiest baby contest sort of like we have the beauty contest now and it says <laughs> this is the baby show get the babies ready for the annual big Santa Fe baby show competition open to the world the boys compete against boys and the girls against girls prizes prettiest baby girl one year old and under two dollars and a half in gold prettiest baby girl one year old and under two. 250 in gold and the prizes were donated by Murray undertaking company <laughs> the prettiest baby boy won an under 250 in gold and the prettiest baby boy won one year under and under 2 got 250 in gold now that's a pretty good prize but some of these prizes are uh, are uh, well we would just we would just laugh about it Admission to the the fairgrounds was free. The horse show was free. If you wanted a reserved seat for the horse show, that would cost you a dime. The night entertainments: the students and children were ten cents, and adults were twenty cents. Now, the prizes, and and this is just this is full of names that you would know as Murray County names. But they had all kinds of competitions, sort of like we do now. Farm crops, and the prizes for farm crops, for instance, Tennessee red cob, which is the kind of father kind of corn that my grandfather raised, and it's red. It's it's red. The cob really is red, and the prize for the best exhibit of Tennessee red cob was fifty cents. And it went on with all kinds. You could get 50 cents for the best five stalks of sorum. You could get 35 cents for the best dozen Irish potatoes. We don't even say Irish potatoes anymore. And then it goes into all kinds of things. The best head of cabbage, uh, the best sweet pepper, the best plate of tomatoes. All of those got 35 cents. The best pomegranate was 35 cents. I don't know that anybody raises pomegranates around here anymore. One of the most interesting ones is for a quart of sorghum in a glass jar, you could get 35 cents. And then the next category was fruit. And as erratic as our weather is now, it is hard for me to believe that people had successful fruit crops here, but they did they did. We had a magnificent orchard on our farm. And, and now our weather is so erratic, if the apple trees bloom, the frost would get them. And, and they had golden delicious, red delicious, wine sap, all kinds of apples. Then there was a category for canning, and the prize here was only 25 cents. You could get 25 cents for the best jar of kraut. You could also get twenty five cents <laughs> <Coach. laughs> twenty five cents for the best jar of cucumbers and twenty-five for apple jelly. And then the cooking. You corn light bread, which people just go ecstatic about around here. You could get twenty-five cents for that, and then all kinds of pies, including a raisin pie, which most people have never had. Raisin pies are magnificent. You could get twenty-five cents there. They had a candy category. They had a floral exhibit category, including such things as ferns, and all the prizes are $0.25. Cents. And then they had needlework. If you had co- had constructed a magnificent house dress and you weren't first prize, you could get $0.25. Cents. And it goes on and on and on. Arts and crafts, quilts. The oh, Now, this is a high-water the best old quilt was worth $5. Wow. A new quilt dated thirty-two, thirty-three was worth $5.
3: Miss Hickman, this was in 1933 before yeah, the recession. Yeah,
2: we're, com- no, we're but, coming out, out of the depression. depression. Coming out of the Okay. Yeah. We're coming out of the Depression. But go
3: back to the baby contest.
0: <laughs> it's like a beauty contest.
3: Well, it's a, it was, but. They received two point five ounces of gold for the winter. A gold
2: coin.
3: Yeah, coins. it was two point five. You said 2.5, but 2.5 two point five, but two point five ounces. In nineteen thirty three, if you still have that gold coin and you had a son and daughter, and you and he won it and the daughter won it, that's worth ten thousand dollars today.
0: Yeah, it is. I don't know. Yeah, the I way calculated to calculate it. Oh, he calculated I, it while oh, it we were talking. Uh-huh. Yeah. My but,
2: goodness. But
0: you know the 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 fairs that go on right now like the Lincoln County Fair's coming up um and the Murray County Fair as well um that's that used to be everybody would go to town and show or go to wherever and show how their farms are doing and and well all it was a, a,
2: it was a social occasion as well as a way to exhibit
0: what your hard work had produced well in the fairgrounds here um where the harness racing track was on Southside Park, near where Carmack Boulevard is, over by Tennessee Knitting Mill area, um, they had a floral hall. They had buildings for all this um, and stables and all that. And I have a fair, one a fair pamphlet from 1914 with Pop Jeers on the front, and it talks about all of this.
2: Yeah, it was all all sorts of things, and of course they had a big livestock. Uh, display including chickens and roosters, and and you if you had the best white Leghorn, you could get twenty cents. Mm. Or if you had the best Nargansett turkeys, you could get thirty five cents. And then you, they had you got a dollar for the best mule colt. And then the horse show was open to amateurs only, and it says competent judge in charge as if you would hire an incompetent judge.
0: Do y'all remember going to the fair, Scott? Do you remember going to the fair? No.
2: Y'all didn't go to the fair?
5: Well, I I lived in St. Louis. Yeah, (laughs) (laughs) It wasn't fair. Well,
0: I can
2: remember going
0: one year they
2: had it where the hospital is. And I can remember going to that. I think it must have been
5: was it because the food was bad?
2: No, it was. That's why
5: they had it the hospital. No,
2: before the hospital was, it was built. A uh, vacant lot, vacant lot, and the uh, and we, and I went with my mother and my my grandfather Martin, and I remember what they called the free acts. Then you didn't pay to see, you paid to get in, but then there was something free, and they had this man dressed up in a a, a gorilla suit. And I thought that was just the strangest thing. I did not remember. I was about four or five. I didn't realize that was a man in a gorilla suit. I just realized that it was a gorilla. Remember, this was a, a little girl from the country. And we didn't have television or any such thing as that. Anyway, this gorilla climbed up and down on things and so on. And then he went into the audience and snatched this woman's purse well, that was just awful. I could not understand. I remember my mother trying to explain it to me. I puzzled and puzzled.
3: And nobody shot him.
2: No. And <laughs> no. why did that monkey? Why did that monkey get that woman's purse, and no one did anything about it? And I also remember that those little ducks you pick up—you know, you get a number and you pick up—and I got this little china. Cup this little china teacup, and the next morning I had some coffee in that little cup. But I do remember that that particular fair, and I do remember the ones at Murray County Park, and the ones at Murray County Park were as they are now. Of, of course, Donnie Mara did them for years until this next group took over and sort of rejuvenated it. But uh the the whole idea was to bring the community together, and this is a different kind of entertainment from what people can get on television or on a computer or something. This is real live animals and real live people, and as Bill Glidden said, to see a, a first class rodeo.
3: I, 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 my my feelings are hurt because Scott Spickey said they didn't have fairs in St. Louis.
0: What about the St. Louis fair?
3: We didn't go to it. We didn't go
0: downtown. To that's sad.
3: <laughs> it's amazing how many people used to go to the fair. I'm 64. Well, it was, it was in Birmingham, Alabama, the, the state fair, and it was an annual event, and so we planned for it to go to the big state fair. I had a sister living in Did Birmingham. Did they let out? Did they
2: let school yeah. out? Mm-hmm. Yeah.
3: But uh, we'd go up there, and old country boys lived in a sm- small community, it was amazing how many people.
0: Oh yeah, well, and there's it was a,
3: equivalent to an Alabama football game.
0: <laughs> there you go. <laughs> well, and there's a, a musical state fair, a uh, old um, musical movie set in Texas. Set in Texas, and they sing the song "Our State Fair is the Great State Fair," and they have they showcase everything, and it, it was just.
2: It says it's the best state fair in our state. state. <laughs>
5: now, the, living in St. Louis, though the wonderful thing about downtown St. Louis was when they had the st. Louis World's Fair oh yes if you go there today the uh, architectural row yeah uh, at Forest Park is where all of this all of the countries came in and they built homes oh. in their construction type of the day oh oh so as you walk down the street, you can look at a house that was made from Ger- in Germany or from German architecture, oh, hey, French architecture, Italian architecture, and these are all now public homes that people have purchased. Uh huh. And so there are there are uh, um, uh, resemblances of the. 19 uh, something yeah, World's Fair early. in St. Yeah, Louis yeah. and the architecture is still there that you can sit I there and watch it and look well, at Well, that. that's like
0: the Parthenon in Nashville is still there. Right. Yes, yeah, from that's, the Centennial that's Early Epcot. Yes.
5: That, it, yeah, early Epcot.
2: <laughs> early Epcot. Yeah.
5: Without the uh, uh, mouse ears. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. The mouse. But, and uh, the uh, cost. Yeah.
2: <laughs> yeah. But uh, the, it's interesting to note that that tradition has been carried on and The ads in here are very enlightening. The stores have long since been gone. The only two advertisers in here that are still with us are Columbia ma- Machine Works, which mm. the Langstons are still running. Uh-huh. And guess what the other one is? Oaks and
3: Nichols. Oaks and Nichols.
2: Oaks and Nichols, wow. That's all that's left from 1933. But some of these names are familiar to, to those of us who've grown up here. On the back is Gordon's A Shop for Ladies, and Gordon's was down there on the corner of West 7th and Garden, and and it, was, it says A Shop for Ladies, Always something new, and and Gordon's was quite a place for ladies to shop. And it has Pig Brothers, which eventually became Pig and Parsons. And then they have ads for things that would be not relevant to us at all. John A. Walker, owned Garden South Garden, sold coal and kindling. And I can remember coal yards here. I can remember people using coal to heat their homes here. Did you? Yes. We'll you, we did too. We used coal yeah, for we years. we did.
0: We did. And my great aunts used it when I was little. They had a a pile in the backyard that was like the coal pile. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they still used it when I was, I was like Ellie Grace's age. Like, yeah, we well, used it up
3: right. to the, the the late 70s, coal.
2: We finally got a, a, a furnace, a gas furnace For my great house. And they got a gas heater at, at Granny's old house. But uh, you bought your coal in the summertime because the rates were better. Sure was. Yeah. Yeah, we came from a very primitive background, didn't we?
3: <laughs> actually, not actually because a lot of people used coal back in the days. So. Well,
2: I can remember we had what was called, this was the second place, the third place we lived because we lived in Florida at one time. We had what was called a warm morning heater. It was this round stove about like that, and it it burned coal. And my mother, when the when we had that terrible ice storm in fifty fifty one, my mother cooked on that with a little iron skillet. That's one of my my favorite memories of living in that little bitty house. But. Uh, we didn't. We didn't. We didn't know we were underprivileged and poor. We thought that's the way people lived. <laughs> that's right. And that's the way it was in the country. We had electricity in the country. TPA came through in the thirties, but we didn't have a lot of fancy kinds of things that would uh, that people would consider normal stuff to have now. But that they uh, the idea of the fair. Is a good one and I'm glad we're carrying on with it. What did I do?
0: you Oh well
2: am I hung?
0: <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs> Mike,
0: Mike, Mike, control yourself.
2: <laughs> these these cards are like a spider's way up here.
1: Yeah, I was trying to trying to get one out there from under a chair. So <laughs> all
0: right. Well, all right. Well we're gonna be back after these messages. Um Coach Mike's getting it queued up and we'll be ready to go here shortly.
2: Do you have that
1: All right. Uh, we seem to be having some technical difficulties in playing our ads, but we do want to give credit to our wonderful sponsors of this show. I uh, am going to read off the list of our sponsors here, and, uh, and then we're going to move on with our show. But we appreciate these people so much for their for their support of our station and in, in this show. But uh, you know, this show is brought to you partly, uh, in, well, in part, by Sands Fence Company, The Jewelers Bench, Baird Financial, Columbia Chrysler, Ten Pin Alley, the Garbage Man, First Farmers, Holland's Pharmacy, Dr. Gill, Tillis Jewelry, Davis Heating and Cooling, Parks Motor Sales, uh, the Murray County Fair, as we have mentioned, the Kiwanis Club Fall Festival, and the Tri-Green Equipment. Again, we apologize to our sponsors for, for these mix-ups, but uh, uh, again, we're, we're in transition and trying to work these things out, and in the meantime... We're going to return you back to our show.
0: Awesome. Well, here we go. A lot of things going on, Scott. Well,
5: it is, uh, it is again, football time in Tennessee. Uh, we, we are in week one, which is kind of weird. Last week was week zero. This week is week one of high school football. Uh, Mount Pleasant advanced to, to 1-0. Spring Hill lost 0-1. Columbia Central lost. And Columbia Academy uh, lost in quadruple overtime in their first game. Oh,
0: quadruple? Quadruple
5: overtime. Oh, Outstanding. Terrible. Had a chance to win it in, in regular time. Uh, had a penalty that backed us up on an extra point. Had made an extra point, a field goal, and we came up a couple yards short. But then it went to quadruple overtime. Great first game. Two very good football teams. Uh, yesterday was one of uh, Columbia Academy's Thursday games. They went to the Webb School in Bellbuckle and they defeated Webb 48 to 13 so now Columbia Academy has balanced their schedule to 1 and 1. Good. Uh tonight we've got uh, uh Columbia Central 0 uh, 1 on the road at Dixon County. They've been having that game since the Stone Age.
0: Oh, yes, yeah. that was usually the first. First game. Game. first
5: game
3: of the year since 1978.
5: Dixon yeah. is 1 and 0 Coach, any news on what do you think about that game coming
3: up? Uh Dixon uh, beat uh their cross rival last week. They they 1 and 0. Columbia's is 0 and 1. Dixon's always big, you know. Uh, but Col- Columbia Central playing a very tough Marshall County team. Yeah, I'm not gonna go out there and say they was a Throwing great, you bone coach. I I I'm not gonna say they was very, very uh, great football team. They was an evenly matched game. If you look at the stats, Columbia had more yards than they had. Uh you know, this unfortunately uh Columbia couldn't get a break that night. That game could have win either way, but uh Dixon's going to be a, a tough opponent. You know, you move kickoff to 8 o'clock tonight. Mm-hmm. And so there, there's another hour you got to uh, sit down and, and pacify the kids and find something for them to do the next hour. And so it throws the schedule for them off. And so what would be a great game down in Dixon County.
5: When Columbia Academy played Webb last night, every time there was a change of possession, there was an uh, official's timeout for water. Yeah. It was that hot. Did
3: yeah, it start at seven?
5: It started at seven thirty. Okay, I knew could it was start just seven. absolutely miserable how hot it was and just the humidity. Um, was, and so,
0: were the boys worn out?
5: No, they were no. exhausted. Exhausted. Uh, Summit will also—they'll uh, be at home against Centennial. Uh, uh, Summit defeated uh, Spring Hill last week. Centennial does come in one and zero, so two. Undefeated teams, and then the game of the week will be Mount Pleasant uh, taking on Spring Hill up in Spring Hill. Mike,
1: yes, uh, the, uh, uh, Barry Duke, uh, Drake Colley, and I will be calling that game uh, at five thirty. Before who's, that, who's game. calling it again? uh Barry Duke and Drake Colley and myself will oh, it be Sounds there. like
5: three, three dudes in a part two.
3: Yeah, <laughs> that's right. Oh, you could say three sneakers. Yes, that's right. It's oh. yeah, even better. That's, sports that's, sports uh, <laughs> was, now, Drake, that yeah. was Coach Dickinson.
5: Not not yeah, not, yeah, Rick, I was not me. say that's,
1: that's right. Uh, and uh, at five thirty on this station, we will have our game day pre- uh, game day show, in which we will be interviewing probably the the uh, several dignitaries from the sports world in the in the college or not college. Golly. Uh, it's been a morning already, uh, <laughs> but from the high, Murray County High School sports scene and uh, hopefully get a chance to talk with uh, the coaches and the players uh, leading up to the game. Now, this game has been moved back at to, least a, to 730 was the last right. word I got about that. So, and
3: I'm going to go on the record here, folks. I want you to listen to what I fix to say. That pregame game show is great. Yeah. Oh, we listened to got it the last trailer week. Trailer set out there, and six, to eight people mm-hmm. gets up there, and this yeah. talks prior to the get ready for the kickoff, and it's it's entertaining, and I enjoy it. You might need to have water breaks yourself tonight yeah
1: <laughs> <laughs> yeah we're probably we're probably going to get a case of water and make sure it's a hanging way. around there and, and stuff but uh yeah it's a lot of fun to do that show and and then uh this will be the first time that uh that barry and well drake the, the first time that drake has worked with barry and myself barry and i've been working together as a team for the last two years Uh, as as a broadcast team, and I really enjoy working with Barry. He is a consummate pro uh, in in what he does, and uh, he's got such a smooth voice and and calls the game very, very well. And uh, So we're looking forward to getting that cranked up. We know it's going
3: to be a warm one. (laughs) Uh, You know, listen to this, too. This is important. If anybody that owns a business that wants to sponsor this game of the week or central football – tennessee vols tennessee titans alabama crimson tide we got spots on every one of them and this is cheap call me at 931-446-2028 and we'll be glad to meet with you about that about getting your business some good quality commercial ads for these games okay thank you but, mike
5: and then we got uh, so you guys are gonna go you guys are gonna go on the air at what time tonight
3: the
1: uh, game day Pre-game. show will we'll start at 5.30. 5.30. Okay. And we'll yeah. go roughly uh, 45, 50 minutes from there. Do
5: you guys take calls uh, on that?
1: Uh, no. Okay. It's not like the ball
0: college, yeah. though.
1: No. Because <laughs> no, you know what? If Drake's on there, I might have to call in and
5: ask yeah, a well, question. Now, imagine, we can
3: pass messages. <laughs> imagine, imagine calling Lee Corso on the
5: uh, kickoff. I you know don't. what? I, you, know, you, you know what? I do plan on being there tonight, so maybe I'll just shout something from the crowd. Yeah, there right? we
1: go. Uh,
5: it, uh, might, it might be great hey, radio.
1: We, if you know you're going to be there, we might be able to find a way to throw you up on the stage.
5: We don't need a case match between me and Drake already. How
1: <laughs> about good radio? <laughs> good radio.
0: Yeah, good radio.
5: Somehow, I think it was to yeah, would digress into something besides be, sports. It'd be,
1: it'd be fun from the from the production yeah. trucks. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, scared,
5: scared, scared when scared I'll stop by and see you guys though. But um, college football, we are in week zero. Can you believe it? It is here. College football has arrived. Uh, big games, obviously, in the first week. Navy and Notre Dame are going to square off in
1: Scotland. How at cool, Ireland. Is Ireland. Ireland! Ireland,
0: how Ireland. cool is the, that? The
1: Fighting Irish get to actually, this actually is a home game for them. Yeah, <laughs> they went know, to the
0: motherland.
5: <laughs> Notre Dame comes in ranked in the preseason thirteenth, but nobody wants to play Navy this early. First game out because you don't know what to expect yeah. from Navy, and Navy
3: gives people fits every. Time Notre they Dame play. won't have a chance. No. Look at look who's the Navy beat? Midway. You keep naming the big battles. Navy won them things. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
1: Navy. Navy uses that Quite <laughs> They use that throwback that that, that throwback option, triple option, off, triple option offense that very very few teams play. So, you, and you have to work really really hard at what we call assignment football in order to stop that. And and when you only have a week to prepare for them, a lot of times, now being the first game, the. Then, uh, the, the question, you know, the they might prepare for them a little bit more. But, but in a really regular season, waste
5: that much time?
1: That's again. There's, there's the, there's the, the, yeah. the balancing act that the coaches. You know, I got nine, or you know, I got eleven other games that I've got to play another style of offense. Well, I to tell you what happens. Yeah, against
3: and so when you have to prepare for that, Mike, that coach and staff for Notre Dame cannot wait till the clock hits zero, zero, yes. zero, right. so they can throw all that in the garbage can because they hate preparing for it.
5: Yeah, right. Uh, another big game. Hawaii will travel all the way across to Vanderbilt to take on the Commodores in Nashville in their renovating stadium. <laughs> Not it, renovated. It, Vanderbilt's
1: it, in the same sh- shape we're in. Yeah, <laughs> they're, they're, in flux. they're in the middle of the gu- the teardown and, and hadn't quite started the build up yet.
2: It looks so strange. <laughs>
1: Hawaii or Vanderbilt?
2: No, the stadium. Oh, okay. No. <laughs> oh, I
5: thought
0: he was asking who was going to win. <laughs> uh,
5: we we won't do that to Vanderbilt. No. <laughs> uh, San Jose State will take on number six USC at the Coliseum, and then one that I'll be interested in here is the post uh, the post uh, Dion Jackson State will take on South Carolina State and see and see where they are. Yeah. And then so, and after that, then we get into week one, and you're going to start to see normal college football game. Not normal, more, com- <laughs> more college football The teams, Regular. <laughs> and then Thursday night, games.
3: there's a big matchup. I mean, it's Thursday night, but Florida takes on Utah. That that'd be That's all be on that. August. Yeah.
5: So a lot, lot of stuff going on. Uh, I guess we, you guys talk about tight football, so we're not going to talk about it much. I mean, there's not going on in the preseason right now.
1: Well, it's, it's, they're getting ready for their last cut. Uh, this is the last game before the last cut. Uh, And, uh, tonight is, is, uh, they'll be playing. We normally carry them, but we'll be carrying our high school. And if they're still playing after we finish our high school coverage, then we will cut back to to that game, uh, on, on 101.7. But, uh, they've, you know, They've changed things a little bit in the NFL. Used to you'd have like four or five mm-hmm. preseason games, and you'd have a series of three or four cuts right. along the way. Now they, they have one cut at the end of the preseason, and then they've only played – since they've gone to a 17-game yeah. regular season, they've only gone to three games right. uh, in, in preseason. So you, you'll probably and, see the starters a lot more here. Well uh, – yeah, there, there's two there's two two schools of thought in that. You know, one you'll see the starters. You know, for a, for a quarter or so, so they can get this their last tune up mm-hmm. before against somebody else before they actually play games. There's the other side of that group, and, and I'm, I'm wondering if the Tennessee Titans are wondering about this. Is I do I don't want my starters getting hurt in a preseason situation, so mm-hmm. I'm going to hold them, and I'm, I need to make some decisions for these last seven or eight spots on our roster. So I'm going to let these people play, you know, give them the chance to to show us what they can do in these situations, um, especially with the Titans' injury history in the last couple of years. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm sure they're probably going to be protecting people quite a bit. So, you know, there, there's, there's, again, that bouncing act. Do you you got to have some reps. You got to have some game speed reps to get yourself ready for that first game. At the same time, you don't really want to risk them in a game that really doesn't matter as far as their starters are concerned where it may matter everything for these guys that are in the, you know, 40 to 53 range of the 53 roster, 53-man roster
3: you if know, they don't know that by now, they got well, bad coach or staff coach.
1: But they've also got, uh, you know, they've probably got about four or five s- situations where they've got five spots. These last five spots maybe special team spots that they may have eight well, eight or nine right. guys that they're considering. So, a lot of, a so lot they're lot going to give them this last shot and see so what they got. A,
5: a lot of the one, the guys that are going to get cut, they know who they're going to cut. Oh, yeah. A lot of the, the definite decisions cuts, right yes. now is who's going to the practice squad that we want to protect. Right. That that if we do get an injury, we have some insurance yes. policy, and so that's that's where the tough part is: who you're going to keep, who you're going to send to the practice squad, and then who's going home. Right. And so, but um, uh, let me shift a little gears here a little bit. We talked about some uh, T dot work here in Murray County last week, and so the paving project on sixty five is just about finished from the uh, Marshall County line all the way north to Bear Creek. Uh, T-Dot's wrapping that one up, so that's all brand-new asphalt here in Murray County. So like I said, be prepared. They're going to be starting the one on um, Pulaski Highway from the Giles County line all the way north, basically up to the bowling alley. So be ready for that project to start. When that project starts, I would deeply and and humbly suggest that you you find a different direction. Or stay Uh, home. Or just try try to find another direction. Um, And then um, the Bear Creek Pike. Interchange, as you know, if you've been out there, the northbound on ramp has been completed. Mm-hmm. They are now working on the northbound egress ramp to get off the interstate. To get that project,
0: you up. should drive out there to refamiliarize yourself with the entrance and. It's it's different. Exactly. It's
5: it's odd because now when you go under the bridge, you're used to making that right,
0: uh-huh. and yeah. now you make the left.
5: And it's kind of odd, but uh, TDOT has said that they're going to wrap it up this fall. So we're probably maybe two months away from that project being completed.
0: It's just been amazing because I drive through there to go to the other parts of the district Mm -hmm. when I go for meetings and stuff. And just to see how much dirt they have moved and how much they've dug down
5: and the concrete. And how much they've straightened the bridge out and widened the bridge so you can see across the bridge and oncoming traffic. So it'd be very interesting. When and comes. I
1: know there was a concern early on uh, about how they were going to protect that cemetery mm-hmm. that was right next to it. And I thought they did a, they did a great, great job yeah. of that. You know, where they cut, they, they they went around it, and then they they cut really a sharp wall there uh-huh. and put up concrete walls. Yeah. so the so the dirt's not going to come sliding away from them uh, from the from the graves right. and, and stuff like that. They protected that really, really well and, and I thought they did a really good job of setting that up.
0: But it's not a peaceful place anymore well, yeah. right there by
1: <laughs> the intersection. <laughs> well, that was a peaceful place a long time ago. Yes.
5: yes. And, yes. Uh, unfortunately, yes. it's not. A, yeah. But, but you know, that Once that
1: interchange came in to begin with, the peacefulness, right. Even, right. Even, yeah. even with the old intersection, that peacefulness wasn't there anymore. No, no. no. So, uh,
5: Sarah Elizabeth, we know that you write grants all the time. Yes. we. Uh, one of the things that we get to do occasionally as representatives and Senator Hensley and myself, when a grant opportunity comes along, we send letters of support to help to help pull those grants down. Um, I'm very happy to announce that on the Commission of Aging and Disability, our senior center here in Murray County, they asked for an $8,000 grant from the state, and they received an $8,000 grant so they can do some improvements to our senior center here, and I also believe in Mount Pleasant, to try to do some things to both of those facilities. There are other grants that have just come down here from the state. I'll, Sarah Elizabeth, you got a long list. So I'll so, let you read them all. So
0: the Arts Build Community Grant um, is uh, our Columbia office. Columbia State? Columbia State's one of them. Um, our office, um, the South Central Tennessee Development District, helps funnel the – we're a designated agency for the Arts Commission for this grant program. And several entities in Murray County have uh, gotten those grants um, – the city of Columbia got some money. Uh, Columbia State uh, Community College Foundation got some money. The city of Mount Pleasant, uh, Murray County government got some money, and uh, as the Polk Home as well. So, um, and other uh, in the district, uh, the city of Winchester, Hands On Science Center, which is in Tallahoma, uh the Carriage House Players, which is in Federal, Tennessee, the town of Linden and the Building Block School for Arts here in town, and the Hickman County uh, Economic and Community Development Organization and the Hickman County Senior Center got some money to help promote arts uh, within our 13-county area. So congratulations mm-hmm. to those. So we
5: is, is
3: this money i got to be paid back anyway?
0: Uh, it's a matching grant. They have to match it. And a certain percentage? A certain percent. It's a, it's a 50-50 grant. So, okay,
3: 50-50 grant. Um, and where's the money come from?
0: Uh, to the Tennessee Arts Commission.
3: The money comes from Tennessee Arts Commission. Uh huh. They yeah. have. Where do they get the money from?
0: I think sometimes it's it's a combination of state funding and federal funds that come from the arts. Okay, it federal. comes from the state and Fed. Yeah. Okay. So um, and they get
3: and they get the money from where people, <laughs> people. tax dollars, tax dollars. People. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, but
0: this program is to help promote arts in rural areas and bring mm-hmm. um, an opportunity for people to experience art experiences like a painting class or an an art event. Um, or an art exhibit um, over time over the past several years columbia state uh, community fa- the foundation there has done a lot of art exhibits, and uh, the money helped get those art exhibits to murray county
5: this is This is one of the ways because we don't have a state income tax, so there's no way to give a tax refund. This is one of the ways that we give, we allocate money back to our communities and our districts to help improve the amenities that people are able to use. Yes, and so this is a way for the state to take the taxpayers' money that they, we get from sales tax revenue and funnel it back into the communities to make sure that we have the nicest places to live, to work, yes. with, raise your
0: family, water infrastructure, sewer infrastructure, um, community centers, that kind of stuff. The money is funneled back through the municipalities and counties.
5: So we got a couple things to do here I'm a, uh, from the General Assembly. Um, we did uh, work on a bill to uh, in, our, in our budget document. One of the things we were concerned about was we spent $140 million for school safety and SROs. We spent another $30 million on hardening of our school facilities. Uh, and one of the things that we felt in, as members in the General Assembly that we were missing was allowing grant money to flow to higher education to make those college campuses safer and secure across the state of Tennessee. So in the budget document that we have in the special session right now, I believe there's $35 million that we are going to create a grant program for any college or university, public or private, to be able to pull money down to secure their campuses even more, making sure that we don't get people on the campus that are gonna try to do harm to our students or our professors or teachers. So we continue to work in the General Assembly. The Senate has adjourned until Monday. At four o'clock, we started on the House floor on Thursday. We have, I think, twenty-six bills that have come out of the special session. Things dealing with mental health, uh, allowing retired military or uh, our honorably discharged military or retired law enforcement to go get training to become SROs to put, help protect our schools. That's good. Um, we have another bill that uh, teachers would have the ability to carry. However, they have to go through the same type of trainings that our SROs have to go through to make sure that they are qualified. I know Sheila's cringing, but th- w- we have to provide those individuals that do want to protect our children the ability to do it, but we have to make sure that they get all the proper tra- <laughs> all the proper training that our SROs get. So they have a level of competency that we can be comfortable with. Um, mental health. Uh, I'm carrying a bill for Governor uh, Lee <coughs> that will allow uh, the, the mental health department to contract with private entities to pay and reimburse them for indigent health or mental health care to get people that don't have health insurance to get them the help that they need. And then um, just a lot, lot of different bills going on. But we will be back on the House floor at two o'clock on Monday to continue our calendar. I've got two bills I have to run. And then at 4 o'clock, the Senate comes back in, and we will f- see what the Senate wants to do. We don't know
1: right now.
0: Well, busy day. Busy day for busy you.
5: Day. So don't forget tonight, Mike, you guys are going on the air for the pregame.
1: Pregame at 530. and Mount, the Mount game, Pleasant at? Mount Pleasant Spring. at Spring Hill. And then uh, Columbia Central will be at Dixon tonight, and that kickoff is at 8 o'clock. They'll be mm-hmm. probably coming on the air between – uh, 7.45 and 7.50.
5: And remember, when you go to the football games here, these high school games, those concessions wind up with those football teams. So when you're yeah. thirsty...